0: You're listening to The Sound Girls Podcast with Susan Williams and Becky Campbell. Today we have a wonderful conversation with our good friend Willa Snow, where she talks to us about her ups and downs and what it's really like to work in the live sound industry.
1: I told my nephews (laughs) that my friend Willa works for Imagine Dragons and now my cool factor has shot up times (laughs) 10. And, You're
0: welcome. And I niece, guess I should that, tell my and maybe I'll cool finally.
1: <laughs> and then my niece said, "Do you work
0: for people like it, like uh, Imagine
1: Dragons?" And I said, "No, no, I don't." And then she goes, "Oh, that's right. You work for that <laughs> old band." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. was like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, "I was like, yes, oh. that's right. I'm only cool in my <laughs> circles. You little shit." <laughs> 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 we We've had Willa on a hundred times so Willa's you. In, done interviews for us With us, uh, around us She's like a normal Guest host on Signal to Noise podcast we're trying to win her back on our side, and they can just suck it. No, I'm just kidding. I love all the boys over there, and the new girl, and the new girl. So uh, I just wanted to mess it with Chris for mm-hmm. a little bit, and Kyle, and Michael, and everybody. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. So anyway, uh, I was just thinking, we're Susan and I, as we're switching over to our new podcast host for the year, Um, are going to jump in like once a month or so and do, you know, just interviews with our friends and other people and catch up with some of the people uh, that we've interviewed in the past and all sorts of wonderful things. And Willa's on our list of amazing people that we wanted to talk to. So, Willa Snow is here. (laughs) How's Austin,
2: Willa? (laughs) Becky Campbell. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Um, It's very hot and humid right now. Which I am loving. I just got home from Canada where we had um, a spring snowstorm and oh. everything was frozen. Nope. And my hands went numb during one of our load-ins in Calgary. Nope. So I'm I'm soaking it up right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just enjoying all the sunlight. The sun. and the- <laughs> Sorry, I got a little share of crow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Especially not being stuck inside of an arena for 18 hours. Just like, give me all the sunlight. <laughs>
1: Dude, you went from like little band tours to like arenaness. How's how's that been? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a it, it's a slight adjustment, um, not too too much because I mean it's the same thing, you know. It, yeah. It's just a bigger room, really. Um, and this time we're carrying our own PA, and um, and it, it's less personal. Um, so I'm part of it feels like I'm, I'm a stagehand again, really. Um, so for those that don't know, um, I have been touring as a monitor in front of house engineer and production manager for like theater and club level tours um, for the past little while. And now I am very honored to be part of the Imagine Dragons crew Ooh. as an A3 patch and monitor tech. Um, so yeah, that is quite a jump. Um, especially never having worked in arena spaces before, like ever. I mean, I've attended shows in arenas and stadiums, but I've never actually worked in one. Um, and before I was touring, I was a stagehand for, uh, for a a 3000 seat theater in Austin. Um, and I was like head of the audio, one of, one of the department heads for audio on the audio crew. Um, and my whole job was to do what the touring crew would tell me to do and plug their things in for them. So it's the same thing, but this time it's, you know, I'm going with the show and I'm plugging in the same equipment every day but in a different space, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm dealing with trucks and case management, which is a whole new skill set that I'm kind of slightly struggling to develop, but I'm I'm getting there, Um, and... You know, also like stepping into a crew that's very well established because at least on the audio and backline side, um, they've all been with the band for close to a decade, mm-hmm. if not more. It's like between nine to 12 years, depending on who you talk to. Right. So they've been with the band for a very long time. They've all been with each other for a very long time. And then here comes me. I'm brand new. I'm very young. So it's like, and I'm the only woman on the audio crew, of course. Uh, so it, it's a bit, it's a bit of a... Um, a social dynamic as well of just kind of like stepping into this and just trying to not, like, I'm a person that needs a lot of validation, not going to lie. Um, (laughs) so like stepping into this where like, I don't know anybody and I don't know everybody's personalities yet. Um, but I do know radio etiquette. I do know how to plug things in and follow instructions. I do know how to ask questions and respect people's spaces. So just kind of like leaning on those sort of soft skills to kind of get through and and learn the job and then slowly like the social things kind of come with time sure depending on on the crew of course but
0: for the most part um so how many so, uh like cases and trucks are you working with cases lots trucks too
2: okay um <laughs> so my main truck that I deal with is the the PA truck Um, So I have all of the pack we were doing. I I have it memorized. We have Mm -hmm. our three amp racks because we have one for stage left, one for upstage center, and one for stage right. Um, So I have those three up against the front of the truck. Um, And then we had, I think, uh, eight to 12. I think we have eight. Yeah, eight double stack subs. Um, And then we had... Um, and this, we worked with Adamson PA. So those nice. are, uh, E219s. Um, and then we had our E215s, which are our main hangs E12s, which are both main hang and auxiliary hang. And then E10s, uh, little, little baby speakers. Um, and then I had like cable trunks, feeder trunks. Um, what else did I have on the truck? Um, cable trunks or just like general cabling things um yeah so in, in like and this is with a new company as well this is through sound image so i'm i'm learning their their lingo their labeling system their color coding um and you know what they they call cases like i would call it a feeder trunk but they call it a, depending on what size feeder it is it's either a 214 or a 4015 right. so or 4018 or whatever it is um, so like when someone would tell me, I, I need a 4018, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a feeder truck? I can find that. <laughs> um, so like learning the language was, you know, like that, that was a, a, a challenge and I'm starting to get it now, uh, after being with them for a month. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it, it, it was, it was an adjustment, um, like, I had one job, which was really nice. Like, I, I don't have right. five. Like, I'm not – like, my job is to pack the trucks and unload the trucks and, you know, set up the system and just focus on patching things and making sure that works um, and troubleshoot when it doesn't. Um and I, so I'm not like mixing and production managing and advancing right. and also like driving and also packing and also handling <laughs> monitors from front of house. So like it's do you feel like it's, it's nice? That's like the biggest, It's very
1: cushy. It, you feel like that's the biggest difference between like a mid-level tour to a larger tour is that you each have a specific thing that you're doing. Budget's bigger, right? So they can afford someone to do all the things yeah. instead of one person. Yeah, I have one thing. Things. So
2: it's like. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like a combination of like, oh, this is so relaxing (laughs) (laughs) and cushy. Like I only have one thing to focus on. Thank God. But at the same time, because I have only one thing to focus on, that one thing needs to be very, very good or at least as good as I can. Right. Um, Which is fine because I am not a half ass person. I am a whole-ass person. So like (laughs) even with the five jobs I was doing beforehand, I would struggle to like make sure like everything is up to a certain standard that I wanted them to be at. So now with just the one thing I really can rest in the satisfaction that like, yes, this is up to the quality that I want it to be. Um, and there's, of course there's still room for improvement. Um, but you know, I mean there, there always is, but at least I know like I'm doing my best and I'm able to put in the time and focus and energy to really make this good, you know? You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Those are the biggest, uh, adjustments really. Um, also, having like the support of like, I don't have to think about the humaning as much. Um, Cause we have runners that go like uh, that go and stock our buses for us. And we can request things that we would like in our fridge. Um, and if I need something, I can just go to our production coordinator and I can ask her for it. Um, I mean, there's catering catering is a little bit tough because it's always hit or miss. Like if you travel with your own catering, it's great, but if you don't, mm-hmm. um, which like we didn't on this run, um, it, it 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 can be it can be fairly decent or it can be really not good. Um, and especially if you have dietary restrictions that yeah. are a little less common. Um, I mean, like gluten free isn't quite isn't like uncommon, but it was easier to find vegan or vegetarian options than it was to find straight up fucking gluten free. Um, And even things that would like look gluten free, then they would like sneak something into it. So it was always really frustrating to be like, can I eat this or am I just stuck with salad again? Oh, Um, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's fine, but I'm not a rabbit.
0: You You need the protein.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I would like to not have breaded chicken be the only chicken option yeah that that was a struggle but you know i made up for it by like on the bus i would request like sandwich makings and and things like that so if it if it was like really not good or if i had very limited options then i could just go out to the bus if it wasn't too far away and make myself a little gluten-free sandwich oh yeah so speaking of being on the road ah Um, how's that for a segue (laughs) Mm.
1: um we were nice (laughs) at at the beginning of the year of this year or The end of the pandemic times, which I don't think are ended, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I could get all political with this right now. Um, Yeah, tapering off. The tapering off of the pandemic times and us going back to work. Let's put it that way. Uh, I knew Willa had a job going out with someone else doing front of house on like a smaller tour thing and Mm -hmm. all hell broke loose and that job was no longer. And she came back off the road. You came back off the road. And you and I were talking a little bit and I know how that can be. Um, When I was about your age, I experienced the same thing. Like I finally get on my break, I'm heading out and then it doesn't work out and I'm back Mm -hmm. home. And the discouragement, I know that hits all of us when that happens as a freelancer, because now you have no money and you're back home and it's like, oh shit, what Mm -hmm. do I do? And does this one Mm -hmm. incident reflect on all of the rest of my future does it not does it you know do I keep going I can tuck my tail between Mm -hmm. my legs and go back home and all the things right like you know you went through it so um I'm not trying to put words in your mouth by any means but like those were all of emotions that I know I had when it happened to me and Mm-hmm. trying to encourage your friend or tell somebody like this is just another step in our crazy lives it's hard to do at that moment especially yeah, coming out of a pandemic when I didn't experience that. Mine was actually around 9-11. So same kind of situation where all of a sudden you're like, I haven't had work for so long. Now I do. Now I don't. What the frig? I'm just going to go, I don't know, run a motel or make gluten-free Oreos of my own and sell them or something. Like you want (laughs) to just go do something else because (laughs) it's like this business is such a pain in the ass. But it's your passion. It's your heart. It's what you want to do. You figured it out. Like, but it's not lining up with your heart like our industry is so all over the place so like what did you do like i I know the things you did but i (laughs) i kind of wanted to be like let's let's have willa on here because i want to talk to you about this because you're not the only one experiencing it i've heard this from 10 other people easily since we've gone out the gate and i'm seeing Weekly I'm getting three or four texts Still that are like hey I need people for this I need people for that I'm posting jobs Like I've never posted jobs Like and it's everybody's just trying to figure It out Mm -hmm. and get back to work and do What we do you know and then all of a sudden boom Here comes this job yeah for Willa so give us a play By play about how all this happened with you And where you're at now How is that for a setup
2: So with with that one (laughs) That's a great setup I love it Thank you um So with with that incident, I want to clarify that it was um, it wasn't necessarily circumstances that were beyond my control. It wasn't like an act of God. It wasn't like a global disaster. It wasn't due to the pandemic. Uh, I'll be straight up with you. I got fired. I got fired within a week. Um, And so it it was a very I took it as a very personal attack. Um, So it was a huge blow to my ego when it happened, mm-hmm. especially since like I'd had a really good experience with them in December when I did a one-off for them and like this is the first time I'm working with people that are like my own age, maybe a little younger so I was one of the oldest people in the camp for the first time mm-hmm. um, and they were all very talented people on the team and you know management was saying we want this to be a long-term relationship we want you to grow with this artist and like that's I mean that's the dream Becky and Susan you know like that's my goal you know it was like I want to grow with an artist I want to I want to be with an artist for 10 years you know and and like really work with them and and grow with them um and be a, a support for them so um so, so I'm being told all these these beautiful things of like we want you to grow with this person, we want you to, like the vibe is really good and your mix is really good and like it's just such a good match. We really want you to be a part of this team for the long haul. Um, and I was like, okay, yes, this is it. Um, and I mean, the money wasn't like super great, but you know, it it it, it was enough, and it, it, the circumstances were right that I took the job. And it was like that promise, right?
0: It was promise, that promise, that hope. And mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Um, but I started to notice pretty right away that management was not very good at communicating. So that was a red flag that I kind of ignored. Because I figured, like, like they had um, a bunch of other clients that were doing a bunch of other things at the time. So I figured, oh, maybe they're just busy right now. And mm-hmm. when they're less busy, they'll be a little bit more responsive. Uh, that was not the case. So, folks, when you start working with an artist in management management right away will tell you. And also like something I learned is that management is very much in control here. Um, so, uh, and so, and I, I got, I contracted COVID right before tour. So I, I missed the first week, which was really frustrating. Um, uh, but it, it ended up being for the best for me because I needed that extra week to sleep and recover fully. If I had gone out, if I had pushed myself and gone out sooner, um, I probably would have, been very not good (laughs) um and the first show i jumped on was a disaster because the band was over an hour late due to traffic and snowstorms because it was january in the midwest um and they had all of my gear i didn't have any time to prep anything and i was like i mean i had my own console and they had their own instruments um but we were relying on house cables house monitors house you know mics and mic stands um and it's those little things that can really mess with you Mm -hmm. um because halfway through our set um house cabling failed and it caused a bunch of issues and i had the worst feedback i'd ever had it was a disaster show it truly was um but you know we got through it and uh it i mean the fans still had a really great time and you know it, it was all right Um, and management did call me the next day, like, Hey, what happened? And I told him and, you know, so I I figured, you know, it's probably okay now, I guess. But anyway, like, and I continue to have a a decent relationship with everybody in the van because it was nine people in a van and I was, I was being expected to production manage, run front of house. Um, sometimes I'd be running monitors from front of house. Sometimes I'd be relying on house monitor technicians, which I was already nervous about Mm -hmm. because like, Um, you know, I, I know how specific everyone's monitors are. Um, so having someone I don't know or trust running their monitors is what was a bit of a, a, a struggle for me, but also I didn't have time to really like also do somebody else's job for them. Right. Um, because like I only had two hours from the time we arrive, like not even unloading from the time we arrive until we have to be done with our sound check completely. So that includes setting up the stage, getting everybody situated, you know, and, and, you know, working with small clubs and theaters that may or may not have good crew. It, it, it's, it's very easy to feel unsupported. And I was the only tech person available. I was also coordinating wireless. So I, I was doing a lot and you know, I, I was not being very supported in that situation. Um, and so I had it, it was kind of like a th- I had four shows in total. One, the first one was terrible. The second one was good. At least I thought um, the third one was less good, but it was fine. Um, we had some stage feedback issues, which I there was physically beyond my control because someone else was on that side of the snake. So there was nothing I could do. And I texted the tour manager, like, please go talk to the monitor engineer and get them to fix this because I physically can't do it. Um, and then I had like a really good show where I was in control of the monitors from front of house. Um, and then I found out during the loadout of that fourth show that I was fired. Um, and like that day I had been like the band had been telling me like, Oh, that was so great. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you for making it sound so good. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, no, this is terrible. You're terrible. You're fired. Um, Like management called me and their words were, um, you know, this is not working out. And we, if, if we had the time to grow with you and like work with you on this, you know, we would, but we just don't, which is a complete departure from what they had been telling me. Right. And I I asked, like, can I offer some explanation as to what's been going on? And they said, yes, absolutely. So I explained, like, I do not have physical control. The shows that you're talking about that were terrible were things beyond my control. I had no physical ability to do anything about it. Like, it was fine during check, And then, of course, things changed, you know. And, um, during the show we had issues, but I had no ability to fix it. I, I didn't in, um, so, but at the end of the day, I took the fall for that. And, um, so they just said, sorry, yeah, no, you can't. And I even tried to negotiate like, Hey, let me do the next two shows. If it's still terrible, then fine, fire me. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me at least like try this again in a different way. And they said, no, sorry, we, we just, this isn't working. Um, so that was really frustrating. Um, and it was very heartbreaking. It it was a huge blow and it was frustrating and isolating. Um, and so I walked out of the building (laughs) and all of my luggage and my gear was in a pile on the sidewalk and the van and trailer were just gone. Wow. Um, yeah. Um it was it was around the corner, but it was gone. Like it was it was not anywhere in sight. Um They just ditched your shit. Yeah. Uh, and then Christ. later on they came back for the gear. They just took the like they came back around the corner, took the gear, and left my luggage. Um, but I was still just like standing on the sidewalk and the tour manager like she was actually really great and she she did try to support me best she could and she made sure I got safely into a car to the hotel. I didn't get my flight until 2 in the morning and my flight was at 10. Um, so it, it was a really tough experience to go through and like the band didn't say anything. No one said anything to me about the problems we were having even though I would be asking them like hey did everything go okay on my end they went great how is everything on stage? Oh, it was fine. It was fine. And it's like, okay. So like, no, there was no communication. Um, so, and, and then management like blame me for it. Um, and that was really hard. So, cause it's, it, that's such a personal thing. You mm-hmm. know, you think you're doing your best and you think you're doing a good job and all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, no, you're not. This is terrible. And you're horrible. So we're sending you home. Uh, Good fucking
0: luck. <laughs> <laughs> but so you it, know, you know, now maybe that it was actually them who is horrible and sucked and yeah. fuck that. I know in it the took, moment. It took
2: me, yeah. It, yeah, it took me in the moment. It was like, oh my God, what could I have done? Like, this is horrible. I'm heartbroken. Like I had such a personal energetic investment in this project. Yeah. Um, and I knew I was doing everything, and it's like, how could they not understand? Like I explained it, and like I, after I'd explained it, management said, "What you're saying makes sense, but at the end of the day, uh, you're the only variable here, so we're firing you,
0: not the um, house which engine like monitor and no, <laughs> oh no, of course no. Not. Yeah. no, 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 no. They also told me I wasn't
2: a level enough, um, which is funny because she wasn't even, or they weren't even B level. Um, <laughs> So it's like, OK. <laughs> and the last person that they had, um, like they, they were a very experienced person that was doing them a favor because they were a huge fan of the band um, and they, you know, took a huge pay cut and just kind of helped them out for a short run. Yeah, Um and one of the first things that was said to me during my phone interview was, "We really like this other person, but we can't afford them, so we're finding somebody new." Which, like, y'all, that's a red flag as well. That was my question: <laughs> uh, Were they paying you for being A level? Because no, <laughs> no, they, they were not paying me for A level. It yeah. was not an A level experience at all. Like, well, I mean, it's not an A level position you right if you're now, doing like, twenty-seven
1: other in- jobs. Okay, let's let's say. I mean, you're exactly. in an A level band now. You're doing one job. There's a big difference there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's a huge difference, and like I'm actually supported, technically, physically, um, humanly. (laughs) Like I have that. You even get gluten-free Oreos. You know, like someone else. (laughs) <laughs> I need to get gluten-free Oreos and canned wine at my request. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 like seriously, I'm not a level enough. Like, how dare you? Um, okay, <laughs> like it, it. Like Becky was such a huge support for me at the time because it was like. Like I ran monitors for the fucking Indigo Girls, man. Like I'm, I can do this. So, but like I, when I got home, it was just, it was so heartbreaking, and I was depressed for a week. Um, because it was just like, it, am I even meant to be in this industry anymore?
0: Like, do it I? Makes really it makes you question your whole like self worth. Yeah, absolutely,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's like maybe I'm terrible at this job. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this at all. And then, uh, I had a couple of club gigs to fill in the time and, um, cause I was also out thousands of dollars that had been promised to me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I started like kind of sharing like why I'm home and people are like, Oh God, no, like that's bullshit. They shouldn't have treated you that way. Um, and like even if it was all your fault, like they shouldn't have just like left you standing on the street with no van in sight, with just your shit, like not even. Like, that's so I mean, there scary. There was like one person kind of. Yeah, it's like there was one person kind of watching it, but like it was for for all intents and purposes, like it was just my shit was just abandoned on the side of the road. They left a,
0: a single person, a woman, in at nighttime mm-hmm. in a strange place with all of her shit mm-hmm. and no idea what's happening. Like that's super fucked up.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um, so just like that was really devastating and traumatizing, straight up traumatizing to go through. Um, So now I have like this little voice in the back of my head of like, if someone tells me I'm doing a good job, like, am I really
0: doing a good job? Or are they lying to me? When you opened up and you talked to people about it, how many people had had a similar experience? Maybe not as traumatizing, because that's pretty fucked what you went through. But did you find a lot of people who have had that experience? Oh yeah literally everybody that I spoke to um, there was not a single
2: person that I spoke to that did not have some sort of experience like this I, I've had um, it
0: Becky's had it I, I'm mm-hmm. I, and it's not it's not like a rite of passage let, let's say that because doing yeah. that to somebody <laughs> is super fucked up and it's I, very fucked up I'm yeah. hoping that uh, something like you sharing your experience and then other people being like, oh my god I've had that happen to me too. Uh, in different Mm -hmm. circumstances, different industries, because I had that happen to me in theater. And that was more than 10 years ago that I had a very similar incident happen. They didn't abandon me, but they did uh, fire me. And thank God we weren't in Russia anymore and we were in (laughs) Finland. So I got to fly home from (laughs) Finland instead. Mm -hmm. But I was terrified of that happening, um, of being ditched in some random place and I was at at least Finland was like a safe (laughs) like a safer place to be (laughs) in general but dear lord that doing that to somebody is just so fucked up and so I'm hoping you know by opening up about it and not keeping it in it will show uh you know our listeners or other people like (laughs) um we can't do this to other people like you can't do that to people so if you're in in that position where you can make that choice of this person's not working out. This is the example of what absolutely not to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like if it's not working out, like definitely handle it, but just don't handle it in the way that it was handled with me. Like that's not a way to do it. It was very poorly handled. Um,
1: What, what would you have preferred to happen like if if the management decided not to keep you around, what would you have preferred mm-hmm. them to do in that instance instead of that's a, what
2: happened? That's a really great question. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, it's a hard question to answer. I mean, I definitely would have preferred them to not just leave my luggage in a pile. Sure, (laughs) and um, I would have preferred them to have my hotel and flight reservation pre-booked and already sent to me like during this conversation I'm sending this to you because I didn't even get those things until after that conversation I didn't have a hotel reservation until half an hour after that conversation I didn't have a flight until three hours after that conversation and this was during loadout Um, so you were still expected to do your job I was still expected to do my job um, so in like, apparently the decision had been made the day before when we'd had a day off. Um, but they, or it, ha- or like the call had been made in the morning of, of the show. So I, but I was still expected to do the show. So like that was, I felt very manipulated. Um, oh, and they also kept my mic for <laughs> weeks afterwards and didn't like rent it from me at all. Um, so that was really frustrating. Um, but you know, um, so I, I would have preferred for them to have waited until the next day, which we'd had a day off the next day. And they could have called me in the morning and said, hey, you know, we're going to have to send you home. Thank you for everything. Um, I would have also preferred them to talk to me and to, like, find out a solution first because there was there was no checking in. There was no support on my end at all. Um, It was just, this isn't working Um, instead of, and then when I would explain, like, I I mean, they literally said, I don't understand your job, but you know, and it's like, okay, but you're the manager. So shouldn't you understand what my job is and what, uh, what that entails and what you're asking me to do for the amount of money that you're paying me and the circumstances that you have me in. So, um, and then to also tell me that I wasn't a level enough when they're not providing an a level experience, like. So that – I would have preferred them to be more understanding and actually have some sort of knowledge. Like, they don't have to know how to set gain structure and EQ and tune a system, but they should know, like, this is the reality of asking one person to handle all of these positions in this amount of time for this amount of money. Yeah. Um, with these sort of conditions, you know? Um, so it, it just – it, it was a struggle to learn, like, oh, wait, I wasn't being supported. So, like, while, yes, I'm going to take responsibility for this, like, I'm not I'm not blaming. I want to make something very clear. I'm not blaming them at all. Man, I mean, I kind of am. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're blaming but, the way they handled it. Not the, I'm blaming the way right. that they handled it. I'm not blaming them specifically.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, right. Especially, like, I was asking for, like, hey, can I get some feedback? How's everything going? How, what's your experience? And, like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And so it's just, like, I would I, – because I, I really strive to create an environment with my artists of communication. And, like, you can talk to me, and it's going to be okay. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you. Like, my whole job is to provide a safe experience for you where you feel supported. Um, but I wasn't being supported back. Um, and that's something that needs to be taken into consideration as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's so, the and that took thing, me right? several like, weeks.
1: Like yeah. all the things that us as sound girls, you know, try to strive to do and bring into the forefront. This is part of that too, right? Like, like realistic expectations mm-hmm. of what you want from your front of house person, from your technicians, from your monitor person, from your merch people. You know, like mm-hmm. do, what do you expect? what does management expect out of us? And what do we expect out of management? Uh, What are we promised and are are they delivering? Is there any sort of check through or check up throughout a tour from management how's it going out there you know any of those things like those have not been normal things in our industry granted we're we're kind of a young industry so some of us are learning by default here but like you know in the 70s and 80s of touring it was like oil spotting you if something went wrong we're just gonna kick you off the bus and leave and they didn't tell people shit yeah you know i know some of my friends you know from the late 70s that got oil spotted and i mean there's a reason that's a term right (laughs) like they just put your luggage out oil spotted you like i'm out of here and you had to find your own freaking way home you know so yeah like it, it has gotten a little better at least they're paying for us to get home when they do it but it's like it hasn't gotten yeah. better as far as communication goes between management and the people working out there in some aspects. And I, I feel like this is one of them, you know, where it's like the smaller bands that are coming up, it's becoming a default thing to have, oh, hey, we can run monitors from front of house, so let's do it. Well, there's a reason it was two jobs to begin with. It's still a lot of freaking work. right? And the person in front of house can't yeah. hear a monitor, right? So if unless you're on yeah. in-ears, which... That helps a little. But if you're on monitor wedges, you can't hear what's going on up there. Like you've got to be on the deck, you know, so there's there's things like that where I feel like a lot of management for mid-level and smaller acts don't understand that because they're trying to come up as a manager. Right. Right. So they're not paying attention to all aspects of what they need to as a manager. That's kind of why I'm asking because I manage a lot of people in a lot of things. I want to know what my employees and what the people that are under me are expecting from me, you know, and then I'm going to tell them, here's what I expect from you, you know, because I don't want someone calling me in the middle of the day saying your front of house engineers acting like this or doing that, you know, like I need to take, I need to have that personal relationship with you. You know, and I need to know what you're doing. Yeah. And I should if I'm your manager. That's the way I look at it. You know, and I and I feel like bringing this stuff to light is only going to help people a little bit more, you know, and a lot of times, like you said, everybody that you talk to, everyone that you talk to has had this experience. Why are we not talking about it? You know, um, and so thank you so much for being open enough to talk about it, for one, because it is emotional and it does hurt, you know, and we do take these things to heart because we're passionate about what we do, you know, and it's not just uh, before anybody goes here either. It's not just women who act like this, like all the guys I've ever talked to have all been fired at least once, you know, we've all gone through this thing. Mm -hmm. And like Susan said, it's not a rite of passage, but it almost is
2: yeah yeah and and I mean I learned a lot from it and I got very spoiled in 2021 working with artists that were very um of their word and were mm-hmm. were
0: trustworthy it's not and spoiled it's that you were treated <laughs> properly and then you were treated like shit probably. it's yeah. not spoiled so- that's like the bare minimum Think
2: about it. Yeah, exactly. And, but the other thing that, that like with this new artist, like I thought I could kind of have a similar dynamic that I had with the other artists, which is I didn't really push to have a contract. Um, so that was something that was a really good reminder of like, you need to have a contract before taking any work. Um, and I leaned on a couple of friends and, um, Got some ideas, and so I, I actually Googled uh, free employment contract, and I downloaded like a basic sort of employment contract and modified the language to suit this industry, mm-hmm. um, and then sent it to a couple of people and I to to get some feedback on it. And I added in like a COVID clause. I added in like if you decide to let me go um, within this amount of time, uh, you owe me like this amount of money or like mm-hmm. you th- this or regardless. And so, um, that sort of thing. And then like, if like COVID happens, here's what you're going to do. And, um, and I will provide proof of vaccination, that sort of thing. Like Mm -hmm. just kind of like writing that out. And I, so I, I'm a little bit more upfront with that. Um, so just like as a freelancer, it was a really good reminder of the protections I need to have in place for myself. Um, Welcome back (laughs) Becky
0: That's one of the Like kind of most bullshit parts Of being a freelancer is that You you have to figure out all of that stuff On your own and There's that's one of the things That Soundgirls does try to help With is like no this is these are Things that you should ask for because you don't Know you don't know what you need to ask For you don't know what to expect and That's why Mm -hmm. your immediate thought before Was that you were spoiled like you weren't right. spoiled. It was just <laughs> you, It was just how you should have been treated to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I mean like I was treated well, I was
2: valued by the team, you know, and like there was a clear communication and like it I mean I had also been fired by an artist just a couple of months before that where they accused me of trying to steal money from the artist which is absolutely not at all what happened it, management it was management management made up this story and made up an excuse to fire me without even talking to the artist so that was a huge blow as well um and then two months later I'm getting fired from this artist by the management and it was just like it just felt very
0: gaslighty um audio and so engineers like with that- weirdly get fired constantly and and it's not just it's not just women I don't know the the statistics behind it but a lot of the people I've talked to it's like disposable it's ridiculous a lot
2: yeah everyone I mean how many engineers did yeah and
1: print out you know he fired somebody like every week I fired
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's the that's the infamous Hill. story that he he forgot who he'd fired before, so they just started like cycling back I um, engineers because back. they yeah, ran out of people. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So it, it is it is what it is, um, and you know I learned from it, um, and then I also kind of realized, wait a second, I'm a freelancer, so what if I were to not be a freelancer and go with a company instead so that's when I reached out to sound image because I had been in touch with sound image for this other tour like in the advancement process um and they had mentioned to me that they were hiring like hey are you looking for a job and I'm like well if it's the right fit maybe so I actually did reach back out and say hey here's an updated resume I am interested in talking to you about a position um And so now, like, this is a W-2 situation. Um, I live in Texas, but the sound image has hired me through their Nashville office. Thankfully, I don't have to move, which is very, very nice. Um, And, uh, you know, I have good pay. This is A-level. And so, like, part of me is, like, a little bit, like, vengeful. Like, oh, I'm not (laughs) A-level enough. Well, fuck you. I'm going to get an
0: A-level job. (laughs) Yeah. And you did, like, a couple of months later, which is
2: amazing.
0: That's amazing. It was
2: It was very, like, and and the healing process, like, I, of course, like, Becky massively helped me and listened to me cry, (laughs) like, multiple times. And I, I talked to a lot of friends, like, hey, like, they would just be like, hey, what happened? Like, how are you home so early? And like, well, this is what happened. And, like, I was just really honest about it. And they're like, oh, dang, like, that's terrible. And then, like, I would explain, like, a little bit more about the situation I was in. They're like, no, you were in a really shit situation. You definitely weren't supported. So, like, having that validation of people who've been in the industry longer working with all kinds of artists. Um, that was really helpful. Um, and then someone else reached out to me and like, here's a story about how small this industry is. So, uh, the main artist that, that fired me had a, a partner that has their own musical project. And a friend of mine was the front of house tour manager for the opener of this, this partner's project. And, in that band, the opening band was my artist's former drummer. Hopefully, the ambiguity doesn't clear. <laughs> 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 Hopefully, it's <helps>. like <laughs> Ferris Bueller's cousin's best friend.
0: <laughs> so I'm at 31
2: flavors last night. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, anyways, but um, so he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, I just heard you got fired from this artist. Like, what happened? And I told him, and he's like, Well, I just happened to be in the van with their former drummer and former best friend who they also fired in a similar fashion. Oh. So, <laughs> this industry is tiny, y'all. Like, we all hear about it. And it one thing tiny. that really helped me was a buddy of. It is tiny. And a buddy of mine told me bands come and go, but techs are forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So like we all know about someone else asked me, like, what does this person even have to gain from handling your firing in this sort of manner? And truth is, I don't know. I don't know what they have to gain from it because they definitely didn't treat me well. And clearly people are asking me and I'm talking about it. Um, So it's like you're going to have trouble finding somebody to even take this job if this is how you're going to treat people. Yeah. Um, so, like, because well, we talk, and that, to we me, talk and we support each other. Unless you have how to sign an NDA,
0: be. fuck it, you know?
1: Right, that's exactly. how it should be, talking <laughs> and supporting one another. Now, one of the things that I love about this whole process, not for you, because this sucked for you, but, like... <laughs> Instantly, you reached out to your network, you reached out to your people, you told all of us what was going on. Like, have you guys ever had this happen? You're asking questions, you want to make sure your character was above the board and that you were doing okay, and you were willing to listen. Also, which yeah. A lot of people are not. And I think that's what's hindered a lot of us from moving forward with things like this, right? Is the inability to communicate, the inability to be open enough to listen to someone and the mm-hmm. ability to be open enough to correction if you need it. Right? So these are the, the yeah, things I think that we all need to do and learn from a process like this is like, one, have your network, have your people around you always communicate with them because you didn't know this was like the first time it happened to you. And I'm like, dude, I think the mm-hmm. first thing maybe I said to you was, oh, these people aren't worth your time. If this is how they treat you, yeah, but I, yep. th- they're not worth your time. Keep moving forward. And I know that's hard Mm -hmm. to look at and hard to say right off the bat because you're like, well, F this industry, I'm not moving forward because everyone's like this and they treat me like (laughs) shit. You know, all the things that your brain Mm -hmm. will go to and all the things your emotions will follow up with, like, a yes, that's true. (laughs) You know, your emotions just kind of like go with it. And then your brain goes with that emotion. And so to have somebody your network and your people and your sound girls, you know, that are around you saying, listen, this stuff happens. It's not right. But you know, here's what, what we're going to do to support you and don't give up. Don't, don't give up. Yeah. This is just a shitty part of the industry that needs to get better. So how can we help you get to the next phase of it? You know, uh, by encouraging you and loving you and saying, Hey, we're here. And you are a great engineer and you know, you, you've done better things than this already and you're going to do more and better things down the road. Just don't fucking give up. Just don't, you know, and to get this phone call from you, like two weeks later, like, Hey, guess what I'm doing? I was like, <laughs> yes. Like I wanted to just blast it everywhere. Like, does anybody see this? Does anybody see what's going on? You know, like, like, yeah, because your character carries you way further Than your skills ever will And Somebody told me that years ago You know you can hire a million engineers But I can't hire There's only one wheel of snow Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, (laughs) I I could hire 100 engineers, but I want Willow. Why? Because even on a podcast where she's been hurt by somebody, she's not dissing on them. She's not talking shit about them. She's saying they did what they could, but they could be better. And here's how I think they could, you know, like that shit will carry you further than your career than anything else. And and I can say that as somebody who's been Thank doing you. this 25 years, you know, but like that, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, yeah, let's talk about this some more, you know, let's and, and I'm I'm applauding you for talking about it and getting it out there because when I was coming up, shit, I wouldn't told anybody.
2: <laughs> I, got, yeah, like, I was scared like, to tell people I right. was really scared to tell sure. people at first. Like, I mean, like, of course, I'm going to tell you because you and I are like besties. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh. of course I would tell you, like I trust you. Um, but I was really scared to tell anybody else that I didn't really trust and know very well because like I just got fired within a week. Like that like that was a record and, 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 and that what's has the, to be a record. And but what's really the fear not. there? Um and, <laughs> that you're gonna get blackballed in our industry. Well, just, like, or I was I, I shit, was right. Yeah, and it's like, I thought it would look bad on me. And it's like, oh, well, she's really... She can't but be you, that good. Because you didn't got-
0: put anyone in grievous harm. You didn't actually yeah. catch anything on fire. You didn't steal, like, thousands of dollars or whatever. Nope. Like, those are things that would actually damage your reputation. Getting fired in such a horrendous way uh, has happened yeah. to every audio engineer. And, yeah. I mean, it takes... For me, a decade of that happened, it happened to me a decade ago. And so it Mm. took a a 10 year, more than 10 years (laughs) to be able to get to this point of being like, no, fuck that. And so absolutely I'm proud of you for getting right back up and and doing a new (laughs) thing because it did. It took me longer. It took Not me so much longer.
2: Guy. No, you <laughs> <laughs> both so much. Um, I have to give a huge shout out to to Freya Lawson because uh, like having friends in opposite time zones is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's three a.m. in the United States. It's eight a.m. in the UK um and i text her like hey you up <laughs> 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 i need to cry and like bless her she spent the first two hours of her morning with me crying and listening and like offering me so much support so thank you freya i love you dearly uh, um, out to freya. So, but having friends in different countries is great <laughs> fucking freya yeah. is the best um, but like, just like, so cause everybody else in, in my United States network was asleep as they would be at three in the morning, Yeah, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so like having someone in a different country who's just getting up. Yeah. Really, that helps. <laughs> um, but also just like, like she's one of my nearest and dearest and like having that support in the moment was really crucial for me. Um, because I was definitely, starting to spiral and i had just gotten myself like um a piece of merch from the artist that day and like it was just (laughs) it was like it was like a really good show and it's like oh wait suddenly this is yeah so it it, never happens on
0: the bad day
2: it It never never happens on
0: the bad day which is real weird it's the good Um, day and you're like okay yeah i'm getting this and then it's devastation I mean, I had no prep time. I had no rehearsal. I had no anything that I was supposed to have. And if they um, really wanted to grow with you and and learn with yeah, you, they would have provided exactly. Them. Right.
2: So in in like circumstances were such that they couldn't um, because I was recovering from COVID, um, but having that being taken into account with the experiences that I was having and actually asking me what's going on, how can we make this better would have been really great. Like giving me at least one more chance, you know, cause like I was given zero chances, really. Mm-hmm. I was given one. Um, and it, I, in my head, we'd had one really terrible show and then the rest were fine, you know? So, um, I mean, definitely could have been better, but like I'd, I'd only mixed that artist a couple, like once before, and it was on a different console. And so, like, anyway, moving on. Um, like, I, I did learn a lot out of it. And so now I'm working for a company, and it's still like, I mean, it's still at will employment, which means I can be fired at any point at any time for any reason um, or for no reason at all um which like th- that is a legal thing that you can do mm-hmm. um so yeah it's we, still, we work still, in Florida where <laughs> you all, know yeah. that way right to work state so um, yeah so sure, for for yeah. yep, for for our friends that are are just getting into working the workforce um that's what at will employment means mm-hmm. so it's still very like while it is a w2 and my taxes are being like taken out of my paycheck and that's like being cared for um, and I'm not p- paying self-employment tax. Um, it It's still very much a freelance job. And mm-hmm. so having that, that in the back of my mind of like that insecurity of like, oh, I've been told good things before, you know? So what happens if like like it, like, I could be dropped so I still have that trauma that I'm still working through and thank God for my therapist <laughs> L- bless her we love our therapists our <laughs> mental health <laughs> mental health care workers um, and for my network of just like because as I said before I'm very much a, a words of affirmation person and I really need that auditory feedback of yes you are doing a good job yes you are a good fit here but also now I have that added trauma of like are you lying to me <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I'm still working through and I try really hard to like not that reflect in my current position um and just kind of try to keep a positive attitude and try to just handle everything best I can in the moment um because that's really all you can do is just communicate and do the best that you can and ask questions and try to find that support that you need
0: so did you um did you resist that urge to like Julia Roberts walk into the store with all of your bags and just be like, "Big mistake, huge! Oh my god!" <laughs>
2: yes. uh, I I almost did. I I did reach out to the tour manager and be like, "Hey, how are you? Oh, that's so great. Good for you. Oh yeah, I'm going out with Imagine Dragons. We're going to Europe. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Vienna on my birthday. <laughs> if you need to reach so me for just any reason, I no. hope you're well. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yes. Um and I was actually really surprised like how supportive of a world the Arena <laughs> world is cuz like yeah. they it, it really is like very much like okay, they don't expect you to like you you shouldn't be green as fuck when you go into this world, but like if you are showing up and you're willing to learn and you're willing to, you know, bust your tail every single day and really put in the effort to grow and get better, like that is recognized. Um, And I mean, of course, there's limitations to that, as there always is. But, you know, like having the understanding of like, you are not going to get this on your first day and everybody knows it. Yeah. We have a weird code
0: word that we call everything. So here's a cheat -cheat. sheet. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like I can still radio my crew chief cuz I have a crew chief. I'm going to be like, "Hey, I can't find this case. What does it look like?" Or "This pack isn't working. Why isn't it working? <laughs> Please help." Um, you know, so I just having that that recognition of like, "We know you're not going to get this within the first 3 days. We know you're not." So, and that's okay cuz like so we're going to give you that grace to
0: learn. A person
2: a human you're a person. being <laughs> walking into this well-oiled machine, and like the backline techs and front of house and monitor engineers actually had a conversation with me of like, "Hey, how does it? How is it going? Do you need anything from us to support you?" Which was mm-hmm. like such a cool thing to be asked. Yeah, like, like, what do you need from us to to make this better? And like, I just let me keep asking questions, please. And you know, like, if you need something from me, please tell me. And so, like that, that's been that's been really great of just like I, so I've been welcomed and I'm a part of the team for these next two runs. Um, and, and the other unusual thing is like, I, I've never spoken to the dragons at all. I don't, I don't talk to them. They, they come in, they do the show and they leave. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is kind of a departure to not talk to them (laughs) when I'm so used to having a very personal relationship with my artist. Um, So it it, it is a bit different, but I'm kind of resting and it's also kind of relaxing because I don't need to expend that energy, you know, of like really making sure that, you know, that I'm putting out the vibe. You know, I can just do (laughs) my own thing, um, which is really nice. I can just focus on my job. (laughs) So, you know, like that, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, And I'm just resting in some gratitude and... Also resting and recuperating from a month in Canada, Um, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) thawing as it may be, so (laughs) (laughs) thawing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: That's so awesome! Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk about all your things, because I know that's hard, and I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And hope that it helps someone else out there who may be going through the same thing, or, or has has gone through it and not recovered quite as well. Um, and just gives some encouragement <laughs> to our listeners. You yeah. know that like we're all here and this is what we're here for. And you know, get your network of people and keep talking to everybody. And let's all make this world a little
2: better for all of us. Yeah, and and one one thing I would like to say um is it's okay to feel sad and heartbroken and devastated it really is okay to feel that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for me I took a week I think I took two weeks um and then I heard that story of like oh she also fired her former best friend and drummer (laughs) so (laughs) like that was like oh okay I feel much better now but (laughs) um but also just like having – like it's okay to take the time that you need to heal from it. And that that's really okay. Also know, though, um, if this is what you love and this is what you want to do, not every artist is like that. And Ooh. you will find someone who suits you better, whether it's through a company like I did or through another freelance artist opportunity. Yeah. Um, try try not to let it just completely decimate you. Like if you if you love it, take your time to heal. Take a month, take two, that that's okay. But also try to get back up on that horse and try to find that that validation, that healing that you need from your network, from local job opportunities, you know, cuz you can do this. Um yeah. it's just also remember like you need to be supported back as much as you are supporting, you know. At SoundGirls, our mission is to inspire and empower the next
1: generation of women in audio and music production. We provide you tools, knowledge, and support to further your careers. And we do it because we care. So follow us on Instagram at SoundGirlsPod, and you can find a huge amount of info on upcoming workshops and job resources at soundgirls.org. Looking for more audio-related podcasts? Check out our friends at the Audio Podcast Alliance. To see all of the other podcasts in the Alliance, make sure to visit
0: audiopodcast.org. Our new theme song was written and recorded by Jess Fenton. The Sound Girls podcast is sponsored by QSC. This episode was produced and recorded by Susan Williams and Becky Campbell.